Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. And spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So what you do to a person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Dream Makers with Michelle Hunt. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle is an author and keynote speaker. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being my guest today. It's my pleasure, Caroline. Thank you. I've Thank been you. To this. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. Like I said, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our to my listeners. Um, just kind of share from your heart your journey, how you came to be where you are today, doing the wonderful work you're doing. And um, please speak about all of I think you've written three books so far. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to catch up soon. <laughs> I have two books in the brain that are got to get onto paper, from brain to paper. So, oh, <laughs> okay, so please share with us your journey. Well, let me start with the books are dream makers. They're all called dream makers. The first was dream makers putting vision and values to work. Mm -hmm. The second one was Dream Age Makers, Agents of Transformation. And the newest one that I just put out uh, last year uh, is Dream Makers, Innovating for the Greater Good. And I wanted to start with that because my journey has everything to do with my addiction to Dream Makers. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm, first of all, for context, uh, I'm 68 years old. So... Um, I was born at a time when uh, we have a lot of uh, racial divide now, but then it was uh, even more overt. Yes. And, and so my father's job was to uh, help desegregate military bases. So we were mm. always the only uh, black or the first black family to have housing on military installations. And although he was in the Air Force, he was so good at what he did because he came from a position of love. Yes. Um, so he would mobilize people around. Uh, he was over all of the special services, the USO shows, all the recreation, all of the things that had to do with morale mm -hmm. uh, with the soldiers and the families. And, um, and, and, and the way he did it and the results were just astronomical. So they sent us you know, from base to base to base uh, uh -huh. for a period of time. So we lived all over. And I say that because, um, uh, well, well I'll, I'll say a little bit more about that because that's the foundation. The real foundation of who I am are, are my parents. I yes. am the most fortunate human being on the face of this earth. Yes. Um, I'm positive. I waited till those two came together to come through because... I have, well, my father just passed, but I have the most beautiful, wonderful, 
sensitive human beings that I've ever met in my life or oh. parents. Yes. And, and as you, I said, you, did cho you chose them. You did in spirit. I know. I, I yes. Know I, yes. I know I chose them. Yes. And so my father, again, you know, that was his, he, and by the way, he came from a very humble uh, beginnings in Detroit, Michigan. So he was one of actually 14 kids, uh, 10 of which lived to be adults. Uh, and it was uh, adjunct poverty. Yes. Uh, and, and, escaped that through music. And my mother um, came from poverty in Detroit and her mother died when she was six. And um, she, she watched her fall down the steps taking, she was taking in laundry. So she okay. had a, a laundry basket and fell down the steps and hemorrhage. Yes. And yet my mother kept, she was the oldest and kept the kids together. Mm -hmm. um, foster home to foster home and they went through all, all this kind of, she went through a lot of abuse but when those two came together yes. they made a conscious i mean i'm saying conscious written down decision you're talking about 1945 wow. they made a conscious decision to create a, a vision of the family that they wanted to create and the values that they wanted to use to, to make their decisions and guide the family. And, and, and they rare, they struggled sometimes, but they rarely went outside of those boundaries. So that's why dream makers and vision and values are a part of my DNA. Yes, that's so they're beautiful. Just, they're just a part of my DNA. So my defining moment in the, in the journey that I think where I became aware and alive with my mission, my personal mission, on earth um happened in the fourth grade okay so fourth, we grade. Were, fourth grade so we were um we were in the gymnasium we were doing the spring play and um i'm of course the only black child in the fifth grade i'm fourth grade and all the fourth grade classes were brought together yes. and it was i was so excited you know i sat way up top of the bleachers and and i was like i wanted a role i wanted a role as a teacher uh, looked at me and she pointed to me and she says, Michelle, I have a role for you. And she went, cotton needs a picking, so bad. Cotton needs a picking, so bad. And I was flat, I was just floored. And she said, come down here and, and uh, practice this, your piece. And I wow. started on, Now, what year was this? This was like... So that would be... I was born in 49, so that would be 50. Mid 50s. Yeah, 58. Yes, um, I got you, 58. I got you. Wow. Cotton. Oh, and that, that, was common, common, that was common voice, too. Okay. But, but you have to understand because it was so, it was like that. It, uh, when we woke up in the morning, the kids would lock their arms and be singing Tick Tock, the game is locked, no niggers could play. But that was the environment because we were the wow. first ones to come in to desegregate. Yes. The de facto segregation that was happening on military basis. Wow. But my father, every morning, would get put us before um, the mirror individually, and I'd have to say, I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm beautiful, I'm intelligent, I'm loving, I'm loved, and I'm wise seven times. Wow. Your parents were so amazing. Yeah, your, your, your parents were so ahead of their time. 
They were so amazing. See, I, I want to share that I did, I went to all white school myself, but in the 70s. So um, it wasn't as in your face. Matter of fact, to be totally honest, I was the only one, it was me, my brother, and my cousin. We were the only blacks um, in a school up in Oakland, New Jersey. Nobody has ever heard of Oakland, New Jersey. But um, so we were of the only one of color and I never even identified with my color because of that. But we, we didn't, it wasn't, I think it was a subtle racism in the 70s and, and there, but it wasn't, it was so subtle that it went right over my head. I'm serious. <laughs> but please finish sharing that. That's so exciting. To well, hear. it wasn't what, what I think the point of my story though is that, well, it, my mom really had the values. Dad had gave us a vision of who mm -hmm. we were you know, healthy, happy, beautiful, intelligent, loving, yes. loving mind. My mom held the core values of personal responsibility. What are you going to do about it? Yes. You know, so that, where I'd come home and complain, she'd say, okay, baby, okay, now what are you going to do about it? Rather yeah. than doing it for me. So those two things shaped my life. And by the way, even because of that conditioning, all we felt was love. I mean, all we gave was love. I mean, oh. I don't want, when I tell those stories, to even sound like a victim because all I watched my father and mother just use love to just, I mean, our house was always full of people and animals and, you know, <laughs> yeah, everyone knew that, you know, if they were hard of luck or something happened, they'd come live, live at our house, including animals, trust me. <laughs> even in Ocelot when we lived in Arizona, I mean, oh. in, a, in Panama. <laughs> yes, yes. So oh my goodness. Just, just, uh, just quickly, um, so with that foundation, um, when I, I went to college in 1971, I mean, 67. Okay. So what happened in 67? You had the, the riots in 67. Okay. So we were living in, in Panama. I graduated from high school in Panama, uh, in the country of Panama. And we drove from Panama to Detroit. And we thought the whole country was engaged in the Vietnam War because that's what we were experiencing. Guys would come over there for jungle training and then sent over to the war. Mm -hmm. uh, and then two days after we got there, the riots broke out. So this it was a tumultuous four years, uh, 67, 68, 69, 70, well, five years in 71. Mm -hmm. So what happened in 68, the infamous 68, you know, the death of Martin Luther King, yes. and, mm -hmm. you know, the Kent State, uh, you know, you had all of these things happening. And that, that kind of shaped my social, I had to put my vision and values and my gifts to work. I couldn't just hold them anymore inside of me. I had to figure out, because I was a dancer. I went to um, college on a dance program, um, and, but I felt I couldn't dance enough to make a difference, so then I went into social work. <laughs> okay, okay. So I came out of college, couldn't find a job, and the first, my mom said, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> I love your mom. <laughs> So I took a state test, and the first thing that came up was the Michigan Department of Corrections. 
probation officer. The last thing I wanted to do because, you know, I was anti-establishment at that time, as we all were, all the baby boomers were. And so so I took it and I became the first, one of two of the first female, um, females to supervise adult male felons on probation in Detroit. And you're talking at 21 years old. Mm -hmm. And so from that experience, I went on and became the first, um, first black, um, director of a halfway house for female offenders coming back from prison. And then after that, the first uh, black and woman treatment director in a male prison. Mm-hmm. So that nine years, I was worked pretty extraordinary in shaping who I am, as every, every day is, um, in that in the prison, I had, I had negotiated with the director of the Department of um, Corrections and the governor that, yes, okay, I'll take this experimental job. There's the first woman in this role mm-hmm. in prison. But the quid pro quo is you have to give me freedom to co-create um, programs that are really meaningful instead of just going through the motion. And right. they did. And so we put together um, a program that was a co-creation, but it's a collaboration between the the treatment staff, the custody staff, the inmates as 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 peers in the design of the programs that affected them, and 156 community volunteers. I saw dream makers just blossom all over the place, wow. and these are people that didn't have dream maker parents, so. Mm-hmm. I think what that told me was we're all dream makers. Yes. It's about finding um, what matters to or what's passionate and having the opportunity to put that passion to work. And of course they were passionate about what kind of education program, they, what kind of arts program they're going to have, you know, what, what kind of um, uh, recreation. And it was just amazing. Yes. Yeah. So, the, but then the next step of my journey, I said, okay, but I, it's it still affected you going through those walls every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, um, for our audience, um, can you broaden your explanation of what a dream maker is? Yes. Just share that 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 definition. And we're, and we're all dream makers at some point in time. Uh, there there are people who master the art of dream making, but a dream maker is, is someone who has a powerful, compelling vision. Uh, that is that is born out of their deeply held values and takes that vision and makes it come true against any odds, against tremendous okay. obstacles or or no obstacles, but has the both both the tenacity and the creativity and because it takes a lot of tenacity <laughs> and creativity and and most important the understanding that you're not alone in doing it, that you're really drawing from a higher power. You're, you're drawing from this incredible divine source. Uh, but, but when you uh, create when this or discover your passion, whatever it is, and it could be a lot of different passions, whatever it is that you want to create, and, and you're passionate about it, there's a vibration that happens. And that vibration then calls forth, that's the key. It calls forth uh, the energy, the divine intelligence, the synchronicities uh, that 
enable you to kind of almost, I won't say effortlessly because you do hit walls and stuff, but you, you flow into it. It's a much more of a flow into it rather than pushing a, you know, a stone up a hill. And it's because you're in a flow, but you, you're in alignment with, with this beautiful possibility, which is available to all of us and is all of us. Yes. So it, it's really, I, I don't know, Caroline, if we have the language in any language to describe this. And that's why we struggle so much. And we, then we, we, when we try to describe it, uh, the language that we do have all carries its own set of energies with it that has to do with social conditioning, history, experience, all of that stuff. So it's almost like we need to create a, a, langu- a new language for this experience that I'm talking about that everyone experiences at some time. Yes. Yes. Everyone experiences it, even if it's in a nanosecond. They, if they really think about it, and my personal mission is to help people understand and find and discover ways to sustain that. Yes. Yes. And well, we, we have very similar missions <laughs> because I, I understand exactly and you the way you explained it was I've never heard it explained that way, but it is exactly what I understand. Uh, we are all divine light and we all have a unique mission why we came here. We're here for a unique mission and we we all know what that is inside our heart. But a lot of times we let our mind tell us we can't do that and we don't, you know, we just push that aside. But when you actually follow your passion, what when you actually follow the reason you came, it is, it becomes you go with the flow of life and the universe and everything is helping you with that mission. And it, it's easier. It's not a struggle. Just like you said, it's not a struggle because you're, you're going with the flow. When you go with the flow of life, it's not pushing against. When we put in our mind, oh, we can't do that. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough resources. We're, we're not smart enough. Whatever our mind wants to say why we can't follow our passion and most of us listen to that monkey mind i call it and when we we are pushing against the flow of life and that is when life becomes a struggle but when we let go of all those we can't and just go in our heart and do what our heart and our soul is longing to do follow our passion it life becomes we just go with the flow of life and it becomes just a joyous ride and not a pushing against so and yes. you and I know that we both know that that's so much easier said than done <laughs> <laughs> you no, know why though no. you know why because it's not it's not it's our it's our conditioning absolutely society says no you can't do that you got to do it this society says no you have to do it the hard way and we believe that we believe in what society is teaching us and then when 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 what we perceive as as struggle uh presents itself it's going to present itself by the way even when you're in the flow i mean i i think it would 
for me, I, I, I would be doing a disservice if I was to say it wouldn't, but it's how, how it, it, is, it is making that shift of, okay, what am I to learn from this? What is this telling me? What is this showing me? Rather than, oh my God, why is it here? <laughs> you know? So exactly. What am I supposed to be doing? You know? So no, and I, I believe some of the biggest problems are that we're taught not to dream big. And uh, when I work with groups, I work with, with CEOs and um, when they want to transform their organizations um, using shared vision and shared values. And the, the success rate, by the way, has been 100% because once they, it's, they do it, the people do it. You know, I have a process that, that, that you know, that I bring that they, that helps them tap into the mind, hearts, and imagination of the people and then share in the risk and the reward. So it's a, yes. Um, yes. an interesting way to, to run a company. I, I was going to tell you, I, after the prison experience, I went to Herman Miller, a, a fortune, uh, at the time, 300 company, and was able to navigate my way to the top management team and became the corporate vice president for people which meant really everything that other than <laughs> that the guys didn't want. <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, what's typically called as human resources, which yes. we, we don't believe that people are resources. We believe that people are the company. Are yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And it all, you know, learning and development, all of that stuff, quality. Um, and so that we had gone through a, a period where we, were about to self-destruct and we th this is a company that has a long history of success mm -hmm. and a, a model company by anybody's standard we have case studies all over the place and we become so arrogant and so myopic you know we had the world had changed and we hadn't looked around and changed with it ah, so max dupree who was my mentor, second father, was a, uh, a CEO and founder, son of the company. And he's written books like Leadership is an Art. Mm -hmm. he, he had the, this wisdom. That's why I'm saying I'm on a path because the universe put me in his path. And he reached down and, and brought me to the top management team. And then we, we created a process where we asked the, every human being in teams in the company, who do you want your highest aspiration of what this company can become? Yes. And so you're talking about thousands and thousands of people and they came together and came up with this powerful shared vision. They said they wanted to be a reference point for excellence by any measure. Wow. And you're, you're a public company. We, we said, oh, maybe we shouldn't ask that question. <laughs> no. no. You know, you got to act on it. And then Max said, so what kind of values? Yes. would we need to institutionalize to really embrace and make our decisions by and we went through the participative process again and, and they came up with seven powerful values wow. and we they, we changed and aligned everything systems processes structures uh recognition and rewards everything facilities even you know how how we designed the workspace and right. most importantly um, leadership behavior and decisions and um, with, we, we were dying almost, self-destructing, and mm -hmm. then we became, within 18 months, wow. we became the most admired company by Fortune magazine. We held that for seven years in a row. 
Wow. The, the best products by Business Week, they're still getting that. Mm. Uh, the best company for women, the best mm. company for working mothers, the most environmentally responsible company in the world, wow. and the best managed company in the world. That is amazing. And that's because the people collectively created a, a vision of the company they wanted to create together, yeah. and they collectively then said, these are the values that we want. And, and, and then we put them in cross-world, cross-functional teams, and they came up with, here's the changes we need to make. It was Camelot. Wow. It was Camelot. And it was, um, the important thing to say here is that Max Dupree, the reason I went to that company, because uh, I took a huge cut to go there and started on the bottom all mm -hmm. over it was because when I went on, an in, on a, one of their interviews, um, it was the day before Thanksgiving, and they were gathering in the plant, and Max, the CEO, got up and started talking, and, and he, he was saying things like, uh, we, want you, we want you to show your love at work. Mm -hmm. We trust you to do the right thing. We, you know, we, we want to be a place of realized potential. I'm like, what? And he, was, he used to say things, oh, this is the first time I heard him saying, um, uh, leaders don't inflict pain, they bear it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've got to get in here. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take this, this job. Wow, so wow. I saw it on a personal level. Yes. I saw it on, a, on a, 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 the hardest environment, most depressing environment in the world, that's prison. Mm -hmm. I saw in a company, a Fortune 300 company. And then after that, the Clinton, President Clinton um, uh, uh, invited me to join his administration to help Al Gore with wow. reinventing government. So I saw it in what I would consider to be the most complex, hardest job in the world is the, the bureaucracy of the federal government. But yes. I saw I saw them using the, we use the same product. I saw them in, in, within their respective, all that stuff's gone now, stripped away. But I saw some miracles happen, like at wow. NASA and, and at FDA. And, you know, I, simply putting their vision and values to work, but okay. tapping into the mind, hearts, and imagination of everyone. Yes. You, all, you on your show always talk about that we're all connected. I think that that's what happens in the process. Yes, in the process, yes. we find something higher than ourselves to connect us all, yes, higher than yes. our individual, but it's connected to your individual passion because everybody wants to love, everyone wants to feel, you know, exactly. they want to contribute their gifts. And you see this stuff and when you can, or, when you can organize a space and yes, to liberate yes. people, uh, to liberate their human spirit to make something happen, man. Yes. Miracle. So now, yes. Now, can you share with our listeners a way that, on a, a individual level, some steps that can you 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 mention your process? There's a process. Can you share some of those uh, process steps with our listeners that they can incorporate, you know, in their daily lives? Well, I can share what I do. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I mean, because it's, yeah. Well, the, first of all, and I don't, I, I don't want to harp on this, but I really do believe that for me, all of this 
comes together. Well, it's it's from the inside out. Definitely. And 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 we've got to realize that you can dream big out here, but it's got to start here, and the the work has to start here. Yes. I started meditating when I was 28, when I was given those big challenges in the criminal justice system. So I, you know, I was frustrated and I didn't, I was heartbroken and I scared and I was all of those things. And so um, I, I went to Wayne State and learned how to meditate. They had mm-hmm. a course on meditation uh, and things completely changed. I mean, it. I was still the same person, but something happened. I began to connect with this source. And, and I could call on this source just in the moment. You know, when, when something was getting ready to confront me, I could take my deep breath and uh, call, call on this kind of divine light to calm me. Yes. And maybe show me the way. So I don't, when I, I, if I jump to the, just the dream making. Right. I understand right. that that can't happen. Maybe it can happen, but it's much more powerful if we, we do the journey. The inner, in, inner work. The inner work. Yes. Inner work, yes. Inner work, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I, um, but as far as um, the actual process, um, the main thing is finding out what makes you, gets you up in the morning. What yes. What is your you? passion? Yes. Yeah. And, and the thing about that, because a lot of people say, uh, I mean, I think it's easy for me and maybe for you to say, I know what my passion is. But a right. lot of people don't. It, I agree. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, we describe it wrong. Well, I hate to use the word wrong. Um, we're not opening it up enough. Just ask your friends, when do my eyes light up? What are we talking about or what do we do when you see me sit up or, or, you know, when the energy comes to light? And it doesn't have to be a dream of a job or a person that already exists. Yes. Because you don't, it can be something you want to focus on what you're doing, what you want to be doing, not a title. Not a, not even a place because we don't know all the places and the divine can send you in in, in the best version of what you want yes uh, to happen but here's my criteria for dream making number one is dream big I mean dream huge because you know the the bigger you dream the, the and it, maybe you won't hit the ultimate ultimate but you'll, you'll hit the ultimate. Right. Maybe not the ultimate, 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 but you will hit the ultimate. Dream big. And, and on the dream big, no yeah buts. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not smart. Yeah. yeah, but I don't have the resources. Yeah, but they, they won't let me do it. So that's the big one. Um, the second one is when you dream, when you vision. And when I say dream, what you're doing is you're creating a vision of something you want to create. Yes. And so when you do that, you want to do it, fast forward a movie of your life mm-hmm. so that it's multidimensional. So don't just write it down. Don't just see it. Actually bring it alive as if it's a movie. So fast forward the movie to, you know, what's the date? The 24th of May, uh, 2018. You know, what are you doing? Yes. And integrate that into a story about yourself. 
make mm-hmm. that story and bring it alive. And I, and the more you do that, the more that thing will you're, you're putting that energy out there, and it'll help define what that dream becomes. Mm-hmm. The other is that um, don't ever surround yourself with dream stealers. <laughs> okay. Naysayers. <laughs> right. In fact, find, intentionally find a dream team I, that, that, that no matter if you change your passion, change your dream every day, they're going to be there and they're going to be rooting you on. And that's what my parents said. I could ch- change my dream every, of what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be every day and they would root me on. And I, I say that to all parents. Just believe in them and, 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 and yeah, it's okay to change your dream. Yeah. So, so you know that's important. That 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 uh, and and if you have the naysayers, you don't have to share your dream with them because they'll that they'll unfortunately because usually dream stealers just are not happy yet. Yes. Um. Um. You know that energy will drain you. Um, yes. Okay. So. And. Well, you got to do the values work. Okay. And yes. This is the picture I want what's important to me in life yes not just a bunch of that what is impo- most important to me most in life mm-hmm. and drill down on that like a, like you're peeling an onion mm-hmm. yeah what and you know in fact if you have a friend uh, or a trusted ally just sit across from them and and interview each other what, right what's important to you in life and then the other person will say to them Okay, let's say you say, well, I want abundance. Why is that important? Mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, then it can give me freedom. Why is that important? Well, because I well, want, and, and keep going. Right. I would ask them, though, because abundance is a big word, and it's different mm-hmm. for everybody. It's yeah. different for, so the first question, if they said, if someone said to me, I want abundance, I would say, well, what, what is abundance to you? Yeah, that would be my first question. Okay, let me do it with, to you. Okay. 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 Abundance what's, to what's me? Important? No, no, no. Oh, no, oh okay. <laughs> okay. I'll let you ask the question. Go ahead. On your show, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Hey. <laughs> okay. Oh, anyway, um, what's, what's important to you most in life? important to me most in life humanity's awakening why is that important uh because i my i know that we are all one and when we are all awakened to the truth of who we are there we'll be living heaven on earth and in truth there is heaven on earth right now we're just not all experiencing it and i want us all to experience heaven on earth and why is it important to you that we all experience heaven on earth because i know everyone is a part of me so if one person is not experiencing it it affects me because we're we're all connected it's just like if one little tiny microscopic cell in your body is not well you feel it the whole body feels it so that's why it's but you, yeah. you, you see how that experience yes that experience of particularly if you're doing it you know with a trusted ally yes 
preferably in nature, and, and you're interviewing each other, both on the vision, what is your highest aspiration of what you want to create? Yes. And, and what matters to you most? In fact, you do the matters to you most first because everything yes. goes out of that. And, and really get into a dialogue about that and journal. I yes. mean, journal, journaling is, is, you know, I have whole entire companies journal. Right. Yes. Everyone, you know, so that we can continue. Well, there's all sorts of magic in journaling. Yes. <laughs> and yes, yes journaling. Yes. Anyway, but but also I think that it's uh, uh, we we chronicle our journey, and every time we go back and read it, it actually we interpret it different. Wow, it's interesting that you say that because I have I have journals that go back to my teens, and I have I I want to kind of be kind of spank myself for you know when you're a teenager, and I think in my early twenties. I had some journals that I wrote when I was in my teens that I sent to my first love. Now those are journals I could still have today if I didn't send them. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I have journals that go back at least 20, 25 years, if not more. I would say at least 30 years, but those, I, I, I still think about those journals that I sent <laughs> and I'm like, and I was like, ooh. But yes, yes. You know, when I go back and I read my journals, I'm like, wow, I wrote that then? You know, it's like, yes. <laughs> it is very, very, very um, um, healing. I think it's healing to write, you know, even if no one ever reads them, just it's very cathartic to write down what you're, you're feeling and experiencing, yes. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I, yeah, I got them from way back and recordings too. I used to do recordings um, just of, you know, my first day at the prison. Or, okay. You know, stuff like that. So, you know, um, you deserve to invest in yourself. And, yes. and, and so it's not being um, egotistical or anything. It's really imagine you know the power of me hearing my voice in 1980 right no that was 70 78 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it is and hearing how i was thinking and hearing what, what, yeah. yeah my I, I you know i had a conversation with myself right right and, right so yeah no i think it's it's really it really, it's always my, my journals, like I say, now I have them on the shelf and they're in order of year date. But every time I look at them, I'm like, there's a few, I think at least two missing from my first two journals that I sent away. <laughs> so I was like, I won't do that again. <laughs> I'm older and wiser now. <laughs> but yes, and I, I like, I for me. Oh, I know that I want to. I want okay, to say one thing that sure. just popped in on the sure. on the visioning thing. When I was getting ready to leave um, the Detroit area to go to Western Michigan to, for the prison job, um, I sat at I was in nature with a girlfriend, um, and she was also a probation probation officer, and. We were having a discussion, and I I just can't believe what happened. Uh, she reminded me years later. She said, I said, one day I'm going to be a senior vice president 
in a Fortune 500 company. Wow. And I didn't even have a context for that. But I think it's because I had been engaged in all of that meditation and somehow or another a, a vision came to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the language to say that. I didn't have the reference point to say that. And Denise said, you, you said it. And I do, wow. I remember saying it. I didn't remember saying Fortune 500, but she said Fortune 500. Wow. And, that, and she thought I was crazy because, you know, we were in the public sector. And right. how do you make that happen? Um, so there, I think when you get into that uh, energetic flow, yes, messages come to you about your future yes yes you know because yes. it's not not only are we all connected and, yes. and and i do want to be alive when we when we we discover that yes yeah yes. because yes. the awakening it, it doesn't mean everyone has to be it, it's just a critical mass and that kind of vibration yes. then will bring everyone along yes we just need the critical mass yes and then and then it'll Fortunately, no one will be left behind. Right, right. You know, I, it, I, it, honestly, I, be, I honestly believe we ha- we have hit critical mass. We have. We're we close. Have. We're very yeah. close. Yes. We're close. I, yes. I, be- I think you're right. I, yes. I think it's just that we can't see it because it's like yes. water. Yes. It's like water rising. Yes. Is there, right below yes. the surface. Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's no turning back for humanity. We're, 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 we're heading in the right direction and there's, there's no turning back. So, and you're right. It doesn't take, it doesn't take all 7 billion people on the planet to wake up, to have the mass awakening. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know if you ever heard of the hundred monkey effect. Yes. Yes. So it only took this island that had, I don't know how many monkeys, but it affected every monkey on the planet got it when there was a small percentage because right. because of the connection because right. of we're all connected it doesn't take it takes a, a small percentage to get it to wake up the masses so yeah and and the other part that's come that for me is awesome or or, or a mystery that that boggles my mind is that i that i'm sure that time is not linear Oh, it's not. It's no, it's all there is is now. It's just now. And it's just, it's like, I don't know, for me, it's more like there are all these holograms and everybody experiences it differently. There are all these holograms out there, you know, and, and depending on how I'm able to work with my vibration, I can call in on any number one of these or create a scenario on my life. Right. um, Yes. Yes. Well, all the, I was kind of, that's kind of where I was going with the, the, with the vision making, the dream makers and the visions. And we all have, and I want, like you said, dream big vision. I mean, just imagine your most wonderful vision because in truth, there is no time. It's all happening now. And if you can envision it, it already is. That That's vision, right. that vision already exists and yeah. it's about vibration. So now it's about, here's your vision and you're down here and it's about raising your vibration to match that vision because that right. vision already exists. 
It already exists. It's, it's, it's already a hologram already out there, and yes. I've got to pull it in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And but you, I, I think one little, little trick, though, is to, to do it yourself with all of, with dream big, multidimensional, fast forward, let it grow out of what matters to you most, get, get clear about that. Yes. But then do that with, then find a trusted ally and, and yes. go for a, a walk in nature and really oh. dig deep with one another. Yes. Uh, it'll be a beautiful experience. Yes. It'll be an absolutely beautiful experience um, yes. because that can that experience in in and of itself will lift you yes yes yeah. and i'm a i'm a big fan of nature i live in the poconos where and right now it's gorgeous and but the only thing i, I thought about i've been here for 26 years I, wow. I purchased my dream home at the age of 29. Now that's interesting. You had said with that conversation with your friend about being a vice president of a fortune 500 and you're like, I know that when I was in my mid twenties, I had a vision and I said it to the universe. I want, I was a, a young divorcee with two small children. And I said, I want to own my own home by the time I'm 30. I just said that to, I remember saying that to the universe. I was doing vision boards back then. I was kind of using my mother's, because after my divorce, I moved back home with my mom. It was me and my two children. And I'm putting up my vision on the, on the um, refrigerator you know, cutting out pictures of the house and blah, blah, blah. And so, but that, I was 26. And then I just kind of put it out there and just kept working. And I closed on my home 12 days before my 30th birthday. <laughs> and, and it was my dr exact dream home in the Poconos. And I didn't, at that time, 26, I never even been to the Poconos. I had heard of the Poconos, but about the nature, I am not yeah. far from this lake. I go to the lake when it's nice and I sit there and I meditate and I read and I journal and it's just my, it's my sanctuary. It's my sanctuary yeah. in nature. So yeah. uh, yes, being out in nature, you can really, I mean, it's, you can meditate anywhere. You can meditate in a closet, but when I meditate out in nature, I really feel that connection. Yes. Well, you we're getting the vibrations of all of the living things that we're yes. So yes. we're tapping that oneness that you and I are talking yes. about. The trees yes. And flowers yes. And yes. Bugs and everything. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's, yes. And if you, if we call, we can be a magnet. Yes. We have, have to. Just yep, we draw it to us. And then um, the thing, like you had said, the 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 truth of it is, when you decide, because people will say, okay, I decide I'm gonna have this vision, blah blah blah, and then something happens that seems contrary, contradictory to their their vision. And but you, it's what you do with that. Meaning, I own, I take complete ownership of mm -hmm. my life. So what happens in my life, whether it's something preferred or unpreferred, I own it. I'm like, okay, I created that. I created it for a reason. So I'm going to look at this unpreferred situation and say, ask why. Yeah. Tell me why I created this. I'm not going to say, oh, always me. I'm going to say, okay, why did I create? I'm going to own it. I'm gonna and and I love it when I take a moment to ask why, and it doesn't take long. The why comes to me, 
And I'm yeah. like, okay, I get it. So everything, you know, the, the, the wonderful things, the wonderful synchronicities we can jump up and down about, but when we have all synchronicities of, is of our creation. So when we get that synchronicity that we unexpected, didn't really want to happen, okay, then don't start beating up on yourself or someone else and and blame the universe and say, okay, this doesn't work, you know, and, and always me, you know, you you like, okay, why? Why is this happening? Because everything is happening for your highest good. When you own your experience you understand that everything's happening for your highest good and you ask the why and then move on from there yes yeah i think we have a perception challenge too yes uh so that we've been taught to perceive certain things as bad um and everything is truly neutral it's truly neutral it's how we perceive it yeah and, and, and trust me i I'm not perfect at this at all, you know, and I have to catch myself. The catching of yourself is, it, it, it's okay to have that initial uh, feeling because I don't think you deny your feelings. No, never. I think never. you go through them. So it's okay. But then to open up for understanding um, and okay, where, where are you, what is this leading me to, you know, yes. um, because, you know, I think of, some situations, you know, where I, I had to come back to Detroit, but then my father died. And had I not been there during that period, I I would have been devastated. Yeah. You know? and, and my mother needed me and my family needed me. And, you know, you could have looked at it, you know, moving from New York to Detroit yes. as, a, as a huge culture shock and, until I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, New York. Yeah, stimulating. I mean, I've been there ten years. All that, but my family's here. Yes. And, and this is happening. Wait a yes. minute. Yes. And, and now I'm getting engrossed in this and these relationships that are much more vital than yes. uh, just general stimulation and yes. you know excitement. So yes. then it's you know life isn't a straight line like that. No. So it's yes. like you know. All yes. Right, ebbs and flows of life yes yes and then i i believe we do design our life plan before we come into this incarnation but it's not a straight line it's a spider web you know it's it's all over the place and as where like you found yourself in detroit exactly when you needed to be in well, detroit and you, and you didn't even know it you know that spirit that spirit guiding you to exactly where you need to be when you need to be but in yeah. truth every moment we're always exactly where we need to be when we need to be, always. So uh, to understand to, that it's, it's never a wrong move. It's never wherever you are is perfect for you. you know, that, rem- that reminds me, um, I also did a documentary called Dream Makers. It's on YouTube, by the way. Okay, okay, um, definitely. There's, there's one as a trailer and one you wanna look for the one that's an hour long. Okay. Uh, so there's two on YouTube. Uh, Dream Makers, uh, the director was um, Paloma Dove, I'm sorry, Dove Sal, S-A-U. And so um, 
one of the people we interviewed was a guy in prison. He was in serving a double life sentence for a crime he didn't uh, commit. He okay. was a Mexican, um, Mexican-American um, from uh, LA. You know, it's just a compelling story. And the reason we picked him as a dream, as a dream maker, it's called Dream Makers too. Um, okay. But it's be not because is because he was a dream maker under those circumstances. Yes. When we interviewed him, it was like interviewing Gandhi. He was like, or, or Mandela, he, he was like, yeah, this is an experience. Yes. But it's an experience. Yes. It's an experience. And, and, and he, his little terrible cell, he says, and this is my home. This is where I write. This is where I live. And, he, and what he did is he wrote poetry and plays and they were performing them at Berkeley and everything. You know. Oh my goodness. By the way, he, if you see the video, the yes. Dream Makers, we haven't updated it. He, he was freed okay. through DNA tests. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. But that is so and true. 12 years. Yeah. That is and so, so true. Yeah, so he, 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 yeah, he was, and you can see it when you, if you watch the video, you could, like I said, it's free. Yes. You could see, you can see the joy. He says, "Yeah, but this is an experience," and and I'm like, "Wow." He was owning. He was owning his own experience, and we all see. We all think that things are being done to us. Nothing is being done to us. There are no victims. We are creating. Even though he was in prison for something he didn't do life sentences for something he did not do he still owned it it's like okay i am creating this experience i'm gonna own it and when you own your experience you're you are filled with joy no matter where you are even if you're sitting in a cell yes and, and because of that joy and then it was captured on film a, yes a, a law firm's uh uh, took his case on pro bono and that was from his joy from his energy from you know we would not have interviewed him had it not been the energy right and his his perception uh, her, his perspective yes um, and then it let's let's see what that created yes. he, that, then they won then he went on uh, to George Washington University got his degree now he's back in LA working with gang members okay all because he, like you said, owned that and found joy in yes. the most, what most of us would perceive as the most horrific, irritating, yes. horrific, you know. That is such a wonderful, that's a wonderful example. That is such a wonderful example because it's all about taking on that victim mentality. None of us are victims. We are all divine light. We are all creating our experience. It's our life experience, which I like to call a movie. You can call it a play, a movie. Yeah. It's our life experience. And the only thing we take from this life experience is, is our feeling of it, our experience of it. It's not physically real. And so even Newtonian physics has proven that nothing is truly solid. I was taught that in seventh grade science class when we were studying molecules and atoms. I'll never forget the science teacher saying, nothing is truly solid. 
Now that's Newton. I'm not even talking quantum physics. I'm right. talking Newtonian right. physics. You take right. any quote unquote solid object, put it under a high power microscope. What do you see? You see these moving poly, poly, uh, moving molecules that don't even touch. They don't even yeah. touch each other. So that means nothing is truly solid. This is an illusion of our own creation. And yeah. that's the take ownership of that. Take ownership of your creation and love it. Love what is. Love and it. And imagine if we collectively created a vision for this world yes. where, where love and clean water and and uh, prosperity and abundance was for all. yes yes and that's what we're doing we, we're slow we're getting there because i see it in the mainstream media that we are i see mindfulness in on on the times newsweek magazine cover mindfulness okay yeah. now that is a, a mainstream word now you know it's like okay we're getting we're slow so that's why i said i we we have passed that threshold of no return we we're not we going back we, we humanity is awakening and it's a true to me it's an awakening because it's what we have inside of us that we have chosen to forget and now it's time for us to wake up to the truth of who we are which yeah, and is, it's which is human spirit yes and so liberating yes. the human spirit is is, is personal mission for me yes so, so that we can create heaven on earth yes so please share with our listeners how they can find you i will have links to your books and to the video i will have that all in the blog for this show but please share with our listeners how they can find you and follow your work um, my website is uh, www.dreammakers.org um, then i have i do have a Facebook Dream Makers, um, Business Dream Makers, Dream Makers dash Michelle Hunt. Um, I'm the 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 books are all on Amazon, but the the one you want to focus on because they built built on each other. They're all stories. Yes. Of, you know, so there's story after story after story, but the newest one I think incorporates um, how we've evolved more. You know. Uh, okay. And so. It's Dream Makers Innovating. You have a cover? Book cover for us? Okay. Yes. Awesome. Oh, Dream love it. Yes. Innovating for the greater good. And it's, it's, def it's in your bookstores, but Amazon is the best place to get it. Amazon.com. Yes. Um, well, thank and again, the documentary is on YouTube. Yes. Thank you. I will have as many links. I love those. And I, I was like, I'm going to put the trailer documentary with the blog for this okay. show. So I'll have all of those links for our listeners to find easily. Thank you so, so much, Michelle. This has been a wonderful, amazing hour. I love, I was inspired to launch my show three years ago because I wanted to have conversations with people just like yourself, you know, authors and artists and, and all different people that understand that we are all connected and yeah. we are our own experience. So not to, to kind of beat up on ourselves when things are not going right. It's just that, okay, we got to look at it and say, Hmm, why there's a, there's a why here. 
and look mm -hmm. for that why. But also, it's very true what you said. I always tell people, own your feelings. Whatever you're feeling, feel it. Feel like crying, cry. If you feel like screaming, scream. Let your feelings, you can't suppress them because that will make you ill if we try to. So you got to let, let it go. Let it go and then go within and ask that why. <laughs> and you'll get an answer. You will. Thank well, you. Thank, well, thank you for thank you. Your, this mission that you're on because I, it's, uh, it's beautiful and you're beautiful. And so are you, Michelle. So are you. Thank you so much. And have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. We're just at the beginning of the summer, and I'm, I'm going camping. So I'm looking oh, for good. Might rain. Last time I went camping, it rained for three days. But hopefully, hopefully it won't rain this time. But thank you so much. I, I so enjoy having you as my guest. Thank you so much. And we will keep in touch because you're in New York. You're not too far from the Poconos. So. We will stay in touch. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay.